Hey guys, it's Dentrice here. This is the Sugar for Your Heart podcast. Today's devotion takes us to 1 Samuel verses 15 and 16, where God rejects Saul as king over Israel. Israel wanted a king, they demanded a king. To them, God was not enough, and they chose Saul. They chose him based on his background, based on his looks, based on his pedigree. And I can't tell you how many times, guys, we choose people and things because of how they look, because of how they sound, because of how they make us feel, or because of where they came from. All the while neglecting God, all the while neglecting God's choice for us, all the while while placing this person and thing or this opportunity over God because we can see it, we can touch it, and we can control it. We do this too many times. So Saul, he ended up being a king, and as most persons in their honeymoon phases, he started off really well. But as time progressed, pride got in the way. And so one day God told him to kill the Amalekites because of what they had done to the Israelites. But Saul, in his own wisdom, he did his own thing. And he destroyed the Amalekites, but he decided to bring back their king. And he also decided to keep their best sheep and cattle as trophies to display and to be mounted in his honor. Now, if you read the passage, you'd realize that Saul, he partially obeyed God. He did a little of what God said, and he definitely did a little of what he wanted. Guys, what jumped out at me as I was reading this passage was that partial obedience is not enough guys. Partial obedience is disobedience. And so God checked that. God addressed that. And God addressed his actions. He went to his prophet Samuel and he told Samuel, this is what Saul has done. I have rejected him. I can't tell you the number of times guys that I have acted like Saul and partially did what God asked me to do. And like Saul, I blamed others just like how when he was confronted, he blamed the soldiers. Like Saul, I minimized the seriousness of what I did and I was more concerned with what others thought than what God actually asked me to do. And I'll be honest with you guys, every time I partially obeyed God, I can honestly say that I took an L for every poor decision. And you know, sometimes we overcomplicate the process of making decisions. Sometimes it really boils down to doing what God says, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. So the scripture tells us that after God told Samuel that he had rejected Saul. Samuel went to him, he gave him the news, he confronted him, and then Samuel, he went on his way. The Bible tells us that he never saw Saul again. The Bible also tells us that he mourned for Saul. And guys, this really resonated with me. This week, I found myself mourning a plan that had failed. Sometimes, you know, we make a wrong call. Other times, we do things our own way, hoping that it'll turn out a different way. And we end up feeling really, really disappointed when things don't pan out how we would have envisioned them to pan out or when things fall through or when people let us down and i had to remind myself as i'm reminding you right now that failure happens things don't always go as we'd like them to go and sometimes people show us who they are even late in the game they show us who they are and they let us down and sometimes what we thought would be it falls through. If you are mourning or if you are grieving in one form or the other, I'm really encouraging you to feel the emotions, go through the emotions. Many times we simply muffle the emotions, we bury the emotions, we don't feel them, we don't sit with them, we don't process them, and they become really unaddressed, negative and toxic emotions within ourselves that really manifest themselves in different ways in our lives. Sit with the emotions. If someone disappointed you this week, it's alright to feel sad. It's actually healthy to feel sad and disappointed. If a situation did not pan out how you expected it, it's all right to feel, you know, a way about it. If an opportunity didn't go as you had planned, it's all right to be disappointed. Grieving is a healthy response to any disappointment. It's a healthy response to any 
loss. It's a healthy response to any type of failure. So I'm really encouraging you to sit with your emotions, to assess your emotions, to process your emotions. And after you've done that, to make a bold step to do something different or to move forward after, of course, you've reframed the situation. And in a sense, I feel like Samuel experienced situational depression, where you experience depressive symptoms over a tough situation or a major stress in your life. And this is very, very different, guys, from clinical depression. And this depression, it comes or you begin feeling really sad for a prolonged period of time because something went wrong, because something did not go out, did not happen how you had envisioned it. And we all know that depression takes a different form in our lives. You know, some persons, you may feel a low mood, you may feel hopeless, you may feel guilty. Some persons are really angry, they're agitated, they're unmotivated. Depression manifests itself in different ways. You may have thought that your career would have gone a certain way by now. You may have thought that you would have been married by now or you would have had a baby mama or a baby father or a child or a family. You may have thought that by now you would have been healed. And that's not the situation. That is not your reality. And that creates a major stressor in your life. And because of that, you may be experiencing some depressive symptoms. I want to remind you that if you are mourning any loss, any disappointment in your life, if you are feeling overwhelmed by any situation, that God is right there with you. And you know, God was right there with Samuel. So much so that after some time, he asked him, how long will you mourn Saul? And he then told him, to get up take action and go on a journey to anoint another king. Guys, you know what I love about God? He allows us to feel our emotions. He allows us to be human. He allows us to grieve. He allows us to go through the emotions. He allows us to feel the feelings of being disappointed that things did not pan out how we would have wanted them to pan out. And in the midst of our low moods, in the midst of our oppressive symptoms, he reaches out to us. I also love that Samuel's depression did not disqualify him from being used by God again to find and anoint another king. We may be going through a really dark period. We may be going through a period in our lives where we're just feeling low or we're not even feeling like ourselves and we may be too ashamed or we may feel too guilty to even share it with anybody or even to forgive ourselves. Still, in spite of all of that emotions, in spite of all of our emotional journeys or experiences that may be unique to us or maybe secret to us, God still chooses to use us. Guys, God still chooses us in spite of whatever dark space we're in or in spite of what we're going through. He is choosing each and every one of us to do a particular thing and it's really not dependent on just how perfect we are or how much we have it together. It has nothing to do with any bit or piece of who we are or what we bring to the table. God chooses us because he knows through his power working through our weakness we can do amazing things for persons around us. So I don't think I've ever share the story of how Sugar for Your Heart came into being. But back in the day, I went through what I thought was an awful breakup. And looking back, I went through a period of situational depression. I grieved that relationship. I really grieved that relationship. And I decided to spend some time with God. I decided to allow God to prove to me that he could have healed my heart. And guys, God and I, we went through a journey. And in that experience, he placed the vision and the name for Sugar for Your Heart on my heart in one of my devotions in the morning. And I decided to boldly act on it. I was scared. I was nervous 
nervous. I didn't know left or right, but I knew that God had placed this on my heart and I wanted to see it come into fruition. And the sweetness of God's word and his character really, 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 it really healed my heart. And as I look back at how God placed this ministry on my heart while I was in a broken place, I really become really encouraged to share with persons that God can still use you if you're going through a breakup, if you are going through um, just some negative emotions, if you are feeling really down and out and hopeless, he can definitely still use you in spite of your brokenness. You just have to reach out to him and say, Lord, I surrender, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. This is something that I, I can't really control. I really, really, really need your help. And so every time I hear of someone who is going through a challenging season in their life, you know, they're questioning if God can use them and make sure to remind them that God can give us rich dreams, rich strategies, rich ideas, rich assignments, even when we are down and out, even when we are in poor spaces, because his plan for our lives cannot be stopped no matter our emotions, no matter our season, no matter what is happening within our lives. If you are feeling depressed or you're just feeling low mood, I want you to consider engaging with a professional. There is no shame in getting help. And many times, you know, we struggle with getting help because deep within our minds, we may feel weak for asking for help. We may feel weak for feeling what we're feeling. We may feel weak in seeking help. We may feel a bit disappointed in the process that we may have to go through to get help. Or we may believe that our situation is so far gone that we can't get help or we might as well just accept things for what they are you have power even if you are feeling depressed you have power and there are people out there who are trained to help you and there are people out there who god brings into your life to help you i can't share enough just how god brings people into my life especially in periods where i'm a bit disappointed or things are not as rosy and as exciting to help me along their way they may not have been professionals they may not have charged me to help me or to support me or to be there for me in a particular season but they were divinely appointed by God and placed in my life to help me and I really believe that he does the same thing for you and but you just need to honestly pause step back and look at the pieces that are in your life right now look at the persons who are you who are in your life right now someone in your life right now if you are going through a period of depression or low mood someone in your life right now they were divinely placed in your life to help you they were divinely placed in in your light to show you God's love and light. They were divinely placed in your life to see you through this season. So in spite of your fear, in spite of your shame, please reach out to someone and let them know that you're struggling. I also want you to consider creating routines where you take care of yourself. Sometimes when we are sad or we are feeling a bit low for prolonged periods, we neglect to take care of ourselves. You know, we neglect to take care of the basic elements of self-care. We forget to, we don't get up, we don't get out and get some sunshine. We neglect the basics. Guys, create routines within your life that can help you to ensure that you are taking care of yourself in spite of your mood, in spite of your emotions, in spite of your depressed state. And if you have a friend who is depressed, make sure that you ensure that they are eating. Make sure that you are checking on them to ensure that they are getting enough sunshine, that they are exercising, and that they are seeking help. If you suspect or know someone in 
in your life who may be going through what seems like depression or a low period in their life, please reach out to them and support them in consistent, practical, tangible, real ways. They need it. So when God reached out to Samuel, he addressed his emotions and he gave him new instructions to choose a new king. And that's how God operates. When he confronts us, you can believe he is calling us to move into something greater, into something newer, into something bigger and better, just a part of his amazing plan for our lives. What new thing is the Lord asking you to embrace? I found myself asking myself this question. Andrea, what new thing is God asking you to embrace? This week I found myself thinking about a friendship that really didn't pan out how I'd like it to. And I felt God prompting me to let it go, let go of the ideal vision of that friendship, let go of the idea of that friendship in my mind, let go of the energies I was giving to those thoughts. And I heard him on Tuesday, even before this devotion, ask me, how long will you mourn or be sad over this person or over what this person is doing or over this situation? Guys, I want you to think on what is God prompting you to let go, even as you grieve, even as you're in your low mood. It may be a perception of a person. It may be how you perceived your situation at work. It may be how you perceive what you are actually going through. Is he asking you to let go of those thoughts, let go of those energies, let go of those ideas? And it actually may mean an actual workspace or a person. Maybe he's actually asking you, how long will you grieve for a person? How long will you grieve over this job? It's time to let it go. It's time to walk away. It may be letting go of your own plan for your life. It may be letting go of your own timeline for your life. Guys, what is God prompting you to shake off? I am Dentrice here. Stay sweet and stay blessed.